I was coming up, we had to go outside the city. We had to go travel, go out of town, beat down doors. Like this was the first time Bill ever got on the set. <laughs> and he said, here comes the token. This is Dark Boy. And out of my mouth, I said, F you. Fans are asking for a positive women and, you know, with family and business. Right. It's like, you know, that's that's what we bring to the show. And yet still, it's like, oh, she's boring. My, it's my real story. This is really who I am. I, I, I made, I build myself off a dollar and a dream without a man's help, without a basketball player. It's particularly the patriarchal boxes that white cisgender males have defined for us should be how we define ourselves. That's what they were saying on the street. I didn't say it. That's what they were saying on the street. The streets, the avenues, and the boulevard. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now tuned in to another amazing edition of Sonya on Air, where I unpack celebrity pivotal moments and their milestones. I'm your host, Sonya Hudson-Payne, and today I have an exciting show for you. Now, who isn't tuned into reality television each and every single day? It seems like reality television is taking over scripted television. Now, if you're tuned into reality television, like I am, that's my guilty pleasure. What about you? Is that your guilty pleasure too? I watch the most ratchet television and then we'll turn to a documentary right after. Now, today's guest, he is part of OWN Television's Love and Marriage DC. Now, if you've been watching this spinoff show, remember the first of the Love and Marriage franchise was Love and Marriage Huntsville. So now we have Love and Marriage DC. And we're so used to the women leading the narratives on these reality shows. But now the husbands, they're finding their voices and they're taking over. So I have Jamie Tyler III. Now, you may know him and his wife because they are super fabulous, super amazing. His wife is Irena Tyler. Dressed to the nines, dressed to the gods, both of them. I really look at them like this dynamic power couple. Not only is he a part of reality television, but during his first season, he was a detective <laughs> who was soon to retire. Now, he stepped fully into the retirement zone. But, you know, just imagine being a detective trying to arrest someone. And they're like, wait a minute, didn't I see you on OWN Network last night arguing with your wife, arguing with your other cast members? So we're going to find out about his firsts. How did he get on reality television? I really want you to get to understand all of these people behind the television camera because you just see what they want you to see. But I'm going to ask him a few questions like, when was the first time you lost your virginity? <laughs> Those are the type of questions I want to know. So make sure that you stay tuned in. But before I bring Jamie onto this edition of Sonya on air, I have a few things that I want to talk about. Now, there's this conversation that is becoming a resounding conversation on television, across streaming platforms, and in real life, Black-owned versus Black-targeted. And I think that people are now starting to understand the difference. You see all of these shows with an all-Black cast on some networks that has the word bliggly Black in it, but it doesn't mean that it is black owned. For example, the Oprah Winfrey Network. Okay, it just so happens that I have Jamie Tyler, his show Love and Marriage DC is on the Oprah Winfrey Network. Now, when the Oprah Winfrey Network first launched, of course, 
Oprah Winfrey was the founder. She was a majority shareholder. But then, but then things started happening. She sold a huge portion of the Oprah Winfrey, Oprah Winfrey Network to the Discovery Channel. Did you know that? So first, the Discovery Channel, they came in in 2017 and they bought just a little bit of portion. Then in 2020, they owned 73% of the own network. Now in 2024, they own 95% of the network. So it is no longer black owned, which makes it black targeted. Now, let me show you an example of black owned versus black targeted. Now, <laughs> this movie is a remake and it has been just on everyone's radar for the past, I would say two months, The Color Purple. Now, many people would think that The Color Purple was black owned because, you know, you have big names such as Oprah Winfrey behind it. So therefore we showed up and we showed out because of the all black cast. Spent our money, told the kids you're not getting any Christmas presents because I got to go see the color purple. And guess what? We made billions, maybe even maybe millions, maybe billions. I don't know. But we raised a lot of money for that film. But guess what? The owners of that film is not black owned. So what happens is a lot of these white corporations, a lot of these white organizations, they come in and they know what the black audience is like because we are the number one dollar spenders. We watch the most television. So they create content that is geared strictly towards us, but the money goes to them. So we have to be mindful of the messaging. We have to be mindful of who we are giving our hard earned money to because I ain't got it. Matter of fact, I need to borrow $5, okay? So once again, Black-owned versus Black-targeted. Now, talking about reality TV, I don't know if it's becoming entertainment or angertainment. A lot of this reality TV that I see, it is so stereotypical. I'm talking about on the Black side and on the White side, too. Very, very stereotypical. But let's just talk about the Black narratives on reality television. Now, Going back to the Oprah Winfrey Network, when it was black owned by Miss Oprah Winfrey, black owned versus black targeted. When it was black owned, let me give you an example of some of the shows that was on the own network. Greenleaf, canceled. Queen Sugar, canceled. David Makes Man, canceled. Sweetie Pies, love me some Sweetie Pies, canceled. Beverly's Full House, canceled. Then when all of those black shows became canceled, we started to see the emergence of these black targeted shows, i.e. Love and Marriage DC, Love and Marriage Huntsville, Bell Collective, Ready to Love. The content started to change. The content started to change. And then I was looking at, well, talking to some other business professionals who are in the media space, the television space, and they were saying that there's just some genres, some content that is so difficult to sell because Black audiences aren't watching. So therefore, this is why they are ushering in so many reality shows. Once again, it's turning from entertainment to angertainment. 
So we have to be careful about what we are watching on television. Now, just talk about other black shows canceled in 2023. And we're only in three weeks into January 2024. Shows already canceled. Issa Rae's Rappish. I'm so, so frustrated and angry about that. That was a awesome, awesome, awesome show. If you haven't caught up on Rappish, make sure that you go to, I, believe, I forgot, HBO Max. It's on HBO Max. Make sure you catch the first and second season because, darling, like I said, it was canceled. Another show, Grownish, canceled. Everything's Trash, starring Phoebe Robinson, canceled. Legendary, canceled. Kindred, canceled. A Black Lady Sketch Show, canceled. The Game Reboot, canceled. The Wonder Years remake, canceled. We really have to support Black-owned and not just Black-targeted. There is a huge, huge difference. So please make sure that you add those terms to your vernacular because Black-owned versus Black-targeted is two different things. We don't want people to create content. To me, it's just like, I can't say this word because YouTube will flag it. And I was about to go on to my Sonia rant. We have to make sure that we are being mindful of the, of the subliminal messaging that programming is instilling into our minds and our psyche, because then you find yourself behaving that way. Now, like I told you at the onset of this conversation, I watch some of the most ratchet shows, but there's a balance. There's a balance. I can't fill my whole TV viewership with a certain type of show because that kind of speaks to who I am. And once again, the black experience is not a monolith. It is. It has so many different layers. And I'm just encouraging you all to just tap into it. If you haven't watched a documentary in a few years, put it on your to do list for the week. We have to start showing these television executives that we are tuned into all types of genre, not just the stereotypical genre that they write for us. And it's not really capturing our experience. So make sure that you are mindful about that. Now, Carlos King, he is producing a lot of shows, a lot of reality shows on the Oprah Winfrey Network. I think he's doing a great job. He's also kind of tapped into the blogging space. <laughs> we don't want to call him a blogger. Shout out to Dr. Simone from Married to Medicine, a past sign you on your guest. But sometimes it just seems as if he has favorites, especially when it comes to love and marriage. Huntsville, you can tell that is his baby. And I just want to know from Jamie Tyler's perspective, is Carlos giving Love and Marriage DC the same amount of love and attention that he's given to Love and Marriage Huntsville and also Bell Collective? So why don't we do this? Let's take a quick commercial break and I'll be right back with Sonia on air and also Jamie Tyler. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. Like I said, I've been out of the studio for quite some time. Make sure you subscribe. Sonia on air streams across just about every major streaming platform. If you're watching this on YouTube, not only subscribe, but make sure you hit the notification bell. That way, every time I upload an all new Sonia on air celebrity interview, unpacking their pivotal moments and their milestones, you'll be the first ones to know. So why don't we do this? Why don't we jump into a quick commercial break from my show's sponsor, Instacart, and um, do a little shopping 
during the commercial break and then come on back with Sonia on air and Jamie Tyler the third. <laughs> we'll be right back. Shop eligible items on Instacart and get $20 off an order of $35 or more when you check out using your FSA HSA card. You can do this all in three simple steps. One, add your FSA HSA card. Two, shop for eligible items. And three, check out with FSA HSA using the special code. Now let's get to shopping. Check, testing, testing. Yes. <laughs> so, so let me tell you what happened. I what had, happened? I had to be in D.C. today for a ceremony. So I'm flying back out my way to get on my, my computer. Uh-huh. And the Wi-Fi went out. Oh, it happens. It, I'm, I'm praying for the Wi-Fi gods that it don't interrupt my um computer. So you're all good. Okay. Because Xfinity, because they calling me like the Wi-Fi. I said, okay, what you telling me for? I said, it's probably, it's probably Xfinity. And then I got a text saying, sorry, it's an outage in your neighborhood. It should be back by 5 o'clock. I said, oh, my God. Oh, wow. So wow. I called my daughter because she lives near me. I said, you home? She was like, yeah. I said, I need to come, you know, sit in here. She was like, come on, homie. But she That's got what me. I love it. I love it. When the children come to the rescue, when Wi-Fi works. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, do you got a, a light? Do you got a stand? She was like, I don't have none of that. I said, all right, fuck it. <laughs> We'll make it work. We'll make it work. But let me tell you something, Jamie. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of you and your wife just representing for Black Love on Love and Marriage DC. How did you get introduced to the show? So we got introduced by Monique Samuels. Uh-huh. And um trying to I supposed to be this way, right? You're fine. So um so Potomac had, had reached out to Raina as a as a friend of the show. Well, Monique wanted her on there with her before she left as a friend. Uh-huh. And as um, soon as she said she'd do it, she left. So then Carlos called uh, Monique about Love and Marriage and said, I want y'all to you know, audition. And um, we did, and they picked us. Wow. Well, speaking of Monique, you know, I wasn't even going to steer the question towards her, but we definitely miss her on Love and Marriage DC. You know, she transitioned from there from Potomac, Housewives of Potomac. Do you miss Monique being on the show? I do miss Monique because Monique was the was the the veteran in that world. We weren't. And when we came in, she had like do's and don'ts. And she kind of broke it down like we're not doing this to to have, you know, the Terry Chowder merges and tap families. And and she, we all met uh, before the first, uh, I guess, production meeting. And, and we all were on the same page. And as soon as she left, it went out the window. So now, <laughs> so now everybody's beefing, as you can probably see. So. Yes, everybody's beefing. And we're, you know, highly anticipating the start of this new season. Um, but even though Monique gave you the do's and the don'ts, is there anything that you and your wife did on the show that you watched and you now regret? Now that I regret, I mean, I just think for us being together 30 plus years, it was a lot of old stuff that she felt like she had to bring back up for drama because <laughs> we kind of at peace right now. So it was like, you want me to talk about 15 years ago or 20 years ago? Or like, like what are we talking about? Because I wasn't going back down that road. I, I mean, some of that stuff was really, really touchy. 
Yeah. And I didn't want to revisit it. So when she did, I think I called hell for some of my reactions season one. And I was like, I said, I mean, I did this for you. I didn't care about reality TV, obviously. And then you're going to go back down a memory lane on some shit I did when I was like 30 years old. I'm 50 now, about to be 51. And we still talking about that. Well, it's for, they they need drama. And then I said, yeah, but I ain't what I signed up for. And right. I, and, I, and you saw real reactions from me in them scenes. Like, oh, you so you playing with me for production? Okay. <laughs> You know, women, we never forget anything. We'll bring up oh, something. And, we, and, look, and look, we don't either. So that's why that's why when it come back on, you're going right. to see us have another blow up of old shit. <laughs> and it's the same. I was like, not you, again. You want me to co-sign your thoughts when I had them same thoughts when the shoes was reversed. Right. You like, oh, you tripping, you tripping, you doing too. No, it's the same shit. <laughs> so how do you handle that? Let's say, you know, camera's rolling. Arena brings up something that you did not know about. Like, do you just go with the flow or do you wait until they say cut? And you'd be like, now wait a goddamn minute. Like, what no, was that? All about? I think I show I'm a re I'm a react. Really? A raw reaction. Yeah. Even even at the uh, reunion season one, when they followed us walking off set. And I said, and I said, I told you, stop playing me. You gonna, you gonna, you gonna make me really act up on, on this, on this uh, reunion. And then they turned out around. Oh my God, he's gonna beat her up. So I, <laughs> I, I learned in this world, you you can't win. Like you no. gotta really, really watch what you say yes. you're under that microscope. Yes, yes. So how did you take it? Because you know. Your life is on display for all of reality television. We see the dynamics of your relationship with your wife and your children. How do you handle some of the backlash that the audience gives you? See, see, for me, because I I come from that law enforcement background, mm -hmm. I'm used to confrontation and responding, and but it's in your face. It's not on a computer, right? So I don't do too good on reading <laughs> trolls or castmates talking. I'm like. I know if I if I really really go in number one Instagram or Facebook gonna block my account. Yes. So I'm learning talking to my my big brother Albie Shaw who has been an icon for decades, and he he talks me out the tree because I'll be like, man, I'm about to. He like, nah. And yeah. He said, you gotta think. Them people. Them people. Uh, you know, I mean, to keep it a hundred, like they here. Right. You're here. And if you respond, you just made them relevant or more important than they really are. And it's like, yeah. why are you even stressing yourself out responding? Yes, yes. I just came to that conclusion uh, just last week. <laughs> you know, I said, I'm not going to waste my time arguing with individuals when I know I would never be in the same room with them. So why am I wasting my time, my energy, my black excellence on people that I wouldn't even be in the same room with? And you know what? I can tell you one thing, like, from this, from being on TV now and, and before TV, I would like comment on like a big page or a celebrity page. Uh -huh. and, and then when you see that celebrity like it or respond, you're like, oh shit, they right. made my comments. <laughs> so I feel like now, because the word is Jamie going to clap back. It's, it's, it's <laughs> not, it is what it is. And I see them now just, just trying to get me. Like I, I read like a big page, my uh, post. A, you know, a, a video or a picture with me. Like, I can respond on, it's me in the damn party. <laughs> right. And, and then they'll say, why, 
watch that bald head evil man respond. And then I, I see the comment, I'm like, nah, I ain't gonna say that. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, it's me. It is. It's, I'm the one they posted. It's the flyer of the show. Yeah. And I, I said, fire or can't wait, whatever I said. See, I told you, look, look, he's so pressed. He's so pressed. But do you think you've developed like thicker skin since being on the show? Because you, you you have to. You yeah, have to, especially living in this space. Have you developed thicker skin? Yeah, you have to. I and I was I was pretty popular prior to reality TV from other stuff I had going on. But like I said, it was more in your face. They wouldn't like talk talk about me on these um on these apps. You know, if I see them in an event, you know, if somebody had something to say, they'd say it. Right. Um, but now it's millions and millions of people who just sitting in their mother basement or wherever, and they just can they can just try to get under your skin until you respond. Yes. So, yes. So so the real answer to that is to not read the comments. And I'm yeah, a, I'm a lot better now. But season <laughs> one, season one, I was on YouTube like this. No, what the? And then I was on Instagram, then I was on Twitter, then I was on, you name it. I was reading and I was going crazy because I was like, that ain't even what happened. They trying to act like I, I tried to like snatch her head in that one scene. I was like, what? what? Y'all even come up with this? <laughs> wow. But you know, we keep talking about your wife, Irena, and you mentioned you've been married for, you said 30 years? So we just hit 28 uh, two weeks ago. Oh my gosh. So when you go through those tough spaces because of the show, how do you navigate around the tough space to get back to the love? I would say one thing about us is um, we're battle tested and we've been together 30, 31 years. So all that we've, you gotta think, we're talking about 93, it's 2024. So whatever you can imagine, we probably went through, or whatever went through, we went through it probably two or three times. So, <laughs> so with TV, our thing is, you know, we're gonna give y'all raw Jamie the Rainer like raw conversation, raw reactions. And, and and I'm the type of guy if I don't like it, I'm gonna tell you I don't like it. If she don't like it, she gonna tell you. And, and I feel like as a 28, 30 some year relationship. You can have those conversations and then move on once it's resolved. Yeah. Um, I think people who get on these platforms and try not to show, you know, these conversations, they they're fake. And yes. I, I see it on our show, and I'm sitting there like, how can y'all never have a disagreement? Right. Or right. you never tell your wife, nah, you wrong. Like you shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have did that. Like I'm gonna say, I'm gonna tell right now that she gonna you tell should. me. You should. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like it's that's what. I mean, it's reality TV. Like, just cause, just cause, she did something that that the whole audience and the cat, everybody said was messed up. I'm not gonna co-sign it on TV. I'm gonna be like, nah, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have said that, or you shouldn't have did that. Mm. I'm gonna say, it. I'm not gonna wait till we get off camera and then say, girl, you know you're wrong. <laughs> nah, that's fake, man. And that's a lot of that going on. It with is without our case. And I think that's why the relationship between you and your wife works on television is because we see the different nuances, the ups and the downs. My parents were married for 50 years, and I know all too well about the highs and the lows of a long-term relationship. And people need to see those things because this generation now, you know, they go through something difficult with their mate or partner, and they're quickly out the door. 
But yeah, when yeah. you are in love with someone, you go through the the times, good or the bad, and you work it out. Now, talking about your relationship, I learned somewhere that your first date uh, to your girlfriend then, but your wife now was at Wendy's. Is that true? So we weren't even girlfriend, boyfriend back then. Okay. That was, that was literally like like a sneak a sneaky creepy date like <laughs> like we worked together so it was like can I take you to lunch and it was like we got to find a little spot in that area in Virginia where you know you couldn't go where everybody in my world somebody see us because she still had a dude and uh, <laughs> it was Wendy's it was definitely Wendy's it was in it. it was just in and out get in there get your little food get on back to the building. <laughs> I love it because there's a conversation that's been happening for about a month or two on social media, like about the ideal first date. And they were like, Wendy's was not one of them. And I'm just like, you know, if you really like a person, no matter where you go, it's all about you and that person. So I was glad to see that on the informal or unofficial first date, you took her to, to Wendy's. Do you remember what she ordered? I mean, back to talking about 1993. Yeah. I mean, it was probably a number number one, number two, whatever that was. You know, what I mean? it was a burger and fries. That's what we was eating back then. Let me tell you why I asked that question because I, I have a significant other that I also met in 1993, and I oh, remember no. the clothing that he had on. Oh wow! Yes. That's crazy. Yes. To this day. I remember that. I know. I, remember that. So I, I will say this. Raina, Raina, the, the stylish woman you see now, Raina was like that when I met her and prior to me meeting. She was the only girl that I ever seen wearing Versace, mm. uh, Chanel, like as a teenager. Like she was coming to work and, and all this stuff. Never you can tell. Life. You can tell she's always I'm been that girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was most stylish all through high school. You can every, tell. Every year. But talk about high school. And the way people show up. I want to talk about the relationship between you and the rest of the cast. I want to talk about, is there a real friendship? Is it just a situationship? Are you frenemies? How is your relationship with the rest of the cast members? So the only people I really had a relationship with is, is Quick. And mm. that's because I was doing events. I've been doing events for over 20 years. DC area and across the US. So I mean I was booking quick in my 30s for do for DJ and my birthdays. If I, I did stuff in Vegas, I would fly him out to DJ that stuff. So he was like the radio DJ in the DC area. So on a lot of my big stuff, I put him on it. Just the weekly stuff. I had my other little DJs, but his wife, I met at my club. I mean a club, probably. Mm -hmm. Shit, probably 13, 14 years ago. She was, I didn't even know she was that young until TV. Okay. So you talking about 13 years ago, she was in her 20s. I didn't even know that. So oh, wow. she, was just, she was in the club and the ladies met. I think they took a picture. I met her. I didn't know her like that. And then you fast forward us to 2022 with a TV show and, and put us in a room together to try to get along. Hmm. Uh, Winter, never seen her in my life prior to TV. Um, Monique, um, Monique and Chris, I, had, I think we've seen them out and about, but never really, 
Never really friends season one. Um, Sherelle and uh, Black from season two, we did know them for a few mm -hmm. years. Will they be back, Sherelle and, and her husband Black? They're on the second half. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're on that now. Anything after that, I don't know. Right, um, right. Who else is on the cast? Um, Joy and, and Cliff. Uh, so <clears throat> in talking to Clifton, he was attending my events back in the day. But we probably met, you know, you know, I speak to everybody. Hey, what's up, bro? And he said we met, but you know, I didn't have a, a relationship with him until ready to love. And then um when we were picked up and then we deemed each other, he was like, Man, congratulations. And I was telling him, Congratulations. So that was that's kind of what kicked us off. And I never met Joy until the ready film season two. So is there any couple on the show that you find it very difficult developing an organic relationship with? Well, it's only three. So it's us, Silvers, and the Petties. I would say because of the state we are in today, the Silvers are hard to, it's going to be hard because it's a lot that happened since we wrapped. Mm -hmm. a, lot of, a lot of stuff has been said on Twitter, on interviews, um, you name it. And, you know, a lot of this stuff is like, like I really don't, because I didn't, I didn't hang with these people. Like, I don't care. But I tried to leave it at the reunion, leave the door open to say, hey, I can, I can do business with y'all because it's business at this point. But all that other, that stuff is over. I can't. Wow. So will we see any of that on this new season? Like the, the, the disconnect between you and DJ Quicksilver and his wife, Ashley. I think you're going to see the start of it. And I mean, it started a little bit in the first. Yeah, it did. Uh huh. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of that, a lot of the back and forth with me and Quick. You know, like I said from Monique's meeting, I never was. My intent was never to throw him under the bus or his family or none of that on confessionals and scenes. But as you see, when you see confessionals, you're like, "Well, damn." Yeah. And I, and I kept finding myself saying, "Damn," like you. And then I'm like listening. I'm like, y'all know that wasn't even really like that. Now you, for TV, now you blowing it up like I got a whole drinking problem. And, and I was just like, what are we doing? Like, so, so when they come back on, after what I saw, I, I'm a, I'm a whole different person. My professionals are nowhere near like they were the first one. Really? Nah. And and then and then um, you know, from when we rap filming. I feel like that's when the real riff came mm. because of Twitter, Twitter stuff. Right. Oh, wow. Do yeah. you think that you'll ever get to a place where the relationships can be mended or it's too far gone? I just think, uh, and I don't know what they're going to show at the reunion. I think the reunion for me probably nailed the door shut with me. Mm. And, and probably ran into because the reunion is that bad. It's, oh, wow. It's like this. In this world, you can have shade. We are we all understood the shade. We gonna have gotta have shade. Okay, right. squeaky clean, happy go lucky for 12, 13 episodes. It ain't gonna work. Right. But but when you have back and forth with your cast, it should never go to the point where now I'm trying to destroy you and your integrity and your fan. Like, and that's what started happening, like at the reunion. Like it was any dirt I had or thought I had, I'm I'm saying it at the reunion. 
Mm. You you know, depending on what they show, that's what happened. And I'm sitting here listening to this stuff, and I'm like, oh, she really, really don't fuck with us. Wow. Because none of this would have ever came out my mouth. You know what I'm saying? Right. So do you think a lot of the disconnect or the disrespect was purposely done because the cameras were rolling? So that's what I thought. But (laughs) if you watch her on Twitter and on Instagram, she the realest thing on TV and everything she said, that's her. So she she's saying that's who she is. And I believe her. Like literally... It's a scene, it's a real pivotal scene. You're gonna see probably third, maybe third or fourth episode. And she 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 goes off on a castmate. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there like, oh, this gotta be for TV. This can't wow. be really because it wasn't that serious. But it escalated so bad that that's that's the pivotal point of the whole second half where all the relationships did like that. Yeah. And I, I was just like, I'm like, even when I talked to the husband, I was like. I said, bro, that was a TV. I thought that was a TV moment. Because mm-hmm. other than that, it was no way that would have happened. Like, no way she's getting in my face like that. Wow. That. But I'm not surprised. Me. I'm not surprised at all because I think it was the end of the first season or the second season. And we started to notice Ashley kind of changing, you know, getting a little bit more battery in her back. Yeah. Um, and we it just seemed as if her personality was changing just because of television. Yes. So yeah. I'm not surprised to see if her personality is now on level 20 um, oh, when this new oh, season... This is on 50 when it comes back. <laughs> and if you just look at Twitter and Instagram, you can see she like doubling down on I'm the bad guy and I'm with it. Wow. And and that's where I said, like, I go back to Monique's statement, like, we had a whole dinner. Like, don't let this show make us where we are today. And, oh, yeah, 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 we all was in agreement. And now we're literally, like, don't fuck with each other at all. Oh, wow. And it's, it gets worse every day because the, the social media shit. Like, it ain't even... You know how the cast live tweet when the show on and they get uh-huh. back, they go back and forth. Like that's what we it started with that. Now we was doing that, but it was all in in boosting the show or whatever. But then um she, you know, her little crew, you know, they sitting there clapping back at, at me or raining. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, tell your people to chill. Like, like this is what we supposed to do. We supposed to talk shit to each other. Right. But, but they can't keep talking shit to me because I'm gonna respond <laughs> to them. And I think that's what set me and her apart because I responded to somebody who just kept at me, just kept at me. And they and they just they just enable their shit. Like everything mm-hmm. they do is it was nothing wrong with. It. I'm like, the whole thing with him calling my son bad in that scene. Yeah. He said, like the whole internet said, bro, don't talk about these people's kids. You don't even Right. Know. Yeah. And then when I said something on Twitter about it, the, the little girl got at me, like, quit this and quit that. I'm like, Charlotte, he's wrong. <laughs> like, we're not going to keep going back and forth. Nobody's going to say that was right, but y'all. The TV right. is going to say, well, he meant it this way or the. I'm like, and, and, and that that's going to come back up. When it come back on, you're going to see how that played out. Wow. And again, no accountability. No yeah. Accountability. So I know this like this is a spinoff from like Love and Marriage Huntsville. And I know on that show, 
the ensemble cast started to have some sort of turmoil and Carlos King had to step in. Has there been a time that Carlos King had to step in with your cast and say, okay, what the F is happening here? We need to get back on track. So how is he supporting all of this? I think that's coming. I think that's soon. Really? I think because, I mean, even when I got into it with Winter season one, that, that got ugly behind the scenes too because her team, Snowflake fans, started talking <laughs> to me on social media. And they were Googling my house and posting pictures in my house. Somebody don't make me pull up. Like, really, yeah. I was like, man, let me explain something to you, bro. I was a police in D.C. for 25 years. If you come near this house faking, right. I promise you won't leave. You won't leave. Like, I'm, it's, I'm okay. And so what I did, I just documented it with the local uh, police just to let them know this was, I was threatened. They did share my house. And I hit Carlos. I said, hey, her, her fan club is talking, talking shit to me and threatening me. I'm telling you, I ain't that guy. Go <laughs> left real quick. And he was like, you know, he kind of was like, let me, let me, let me try to calm it down, whatever. So that kind of blew over as um time went on. But uh yeah, he probably gonna have to do it because I know I know me, you know, I'm a Taurus and and one thing I don't play with is don't lie on me. Right. I, I could get myself in trouble, trust me. <laughs> don't don't make up shit on me for TV. And then you and then it's so wrong, then you like, oh well, well, somebody told me that. That's what that's why I was so mad at Winter. I was like, Winter, whoever sent you that is a fake page. And I tell them send it to Raina. Right. You don't, you don't even know us. Mind your business. Like you try to stop shit to stay on the show. Mm. And it was so obvious. Like it worked. She's still here, but it was like, like we don't, we would never seen you in our life. So anybody sending you shit clearly is is not a fan of me and Raina. Right. They're like hit, hit. And you just ran with it for TV. Oh, look what I got. Look what I got. I'm like Shorty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this whole social media space has turned everyone into a thug. I don't like it at all. <laughs> at all. Because I'm like, once I present you with an opportunity, I really see how much of a thug you are not. <laughs> I, I think I, I think I moved on with Winter because we were uh we kept ending up in the same room. And I knew we were gonna do another season back then. So I went over to her and I said, Look, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a Make peace with you right now, because I know we gotta exist. You ain't going nowhere, neither am I. I said, but I'm gonna just tell you this: leave my marriage alone. Like mm -hmm. that was your angle to get on the show. Cool, you made it. Congratulations. But moving forward, leave my house alone for real. Got it. We kind of like came to an agreement. Like, all right, cool. You know, and they, they, you get your own storyline. You on the show now? You gotta, you gotta do your thing, man. I'm, right. I'm, I got five storylines. And you want to add Mama T? That's another one. So <laughs> we got plenty of shit to talk about in my house. We don't need you stock shit. I hear that. I hear that. But you know, I mentioned Love and Marriage Huntsville a few times, and that show is really, really just taken off. What do you think Love and Marriage DC needs to do in order to surpass the ratings of Love and Marriage Huntsville? Well, I think Huntsville. Really, really blasted off with the with the Martell scandal. Yeah, I was, you know, in this world we live in, that's what they want. They want yes. and infidelity and you name it. Um, 
you know, love and merge DC. Me, me personally, and I can speak for me and Raina. I was, I was a, a highly decorated law enforcement way before TV. So mm -hmm. I was, TV was never in my mind to be on reality TV one day. So my integrity for that and who I am, I was off them cameras. Would never, I would never sell that out for TV. So it's just there's so much I'm gonna do. And I'm not going to keep arguing with people I don't even fool with in real life. So at some point, Carlos going to have to have a meeting, like you said, and figure out how to move forward. Because my family, yeah, we can get you out of that. We can get you out of real family ups and downs and all that. We can do that. But to keep arguing with other couples for ratings and all, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Right. I'm Because I'm not, I don't have the temper to keep sugarcoating shit. Eventually, I'm going to go all the way left. <laughs> the show going to go all the way left. I mean, all the way left. I get it. I, I totally get it. But I love the fact that you haven't gone ticky, ticky, boom yet. Because a fan like me, like, I love, I don't want to see all of the arguing every single week. Yeah, and right, I brought right. up Carlos's name because I'm thinking maybe he isn't giving Love and Marriage DC the same amount of attention that he's been giving to love and marriage Huntsville. Would you agree oh, or disagree? Oh yeah, we definitely um, have our feelings on the marketing behind <clears throat> the marketing behind us, the promotion, like all this week we're doing press. This is my relationships with all the local news and radio. Nobody from owners reached out and said, Hey, press week. This, I need y'all to do all these interviews. Nobody. Know. And, but, but when Huntsville great come back on, they got commercials. They got, yeah, all this stuff. You like, what the? yeah. But then you talking about ratings. Yeah, y'all don't even put the same effort into it. So it's, I definitely know that. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, in order to prepare for this conversation, um, I looked across different social media platforms just to see if you all, all were doing interviews, and I said. There's not a lot of promotion and marketing and the interviews going behind this. And I see it, you know, I'm a fan of Carlos King and, and the work that he's curated and produced, but I can definitely tell that he has his favorites. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I, I read Twitter, you know, even that long delay, he called hell. And yeah. only in his defense, I will say it was above him. It was a uh, own thing. Mm -hmm. I hit them direct. Like, what is that, man? Because I, because I got stuff I could be doing in retirement, but I don't want to start it and then here come the cameras again, and then I right. got to be like, well, I can't be there. I can't do this. I can't do that. So I was giving them, you know, a little more time, and then I was going to just shut it off. I was going to be done, and I was going to get back into my, you know, my other stuff I got going on. Got it. So if you look at all of the other couples on the show. If one couple had to go, which couple would it, would it be? Oh, Silver's easy. Oh, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, because, and I mean, I know we all don't mess with each other right now, but me just watching what I see and what I know in real life is just like, bro, come on, y'all. Like y'all just y'all just tiptoeing. Well, she she does to me. She does a lot. She does a lot. Like too much, actually. Like, like them conversations with her mother. Like, I feel like some of this not for TV. Like, yeah. Some of this shit is too. And she do it again when it come back on. It's a mm -hmm. whole nother 
scene with them two. And it's just like some of this stuff, like, it gotta be a fine line of like, that ain't going on TV. Fuck that. I don't care. You know, she don't she don't do that. But he definitely do. He definitely just wanna cheer for her and get out of the way. Mm. And they messed with me, uh try boss like he he my supervisor or something and then get out of the way. So that's why I said, yeah, definitely. I get it. I get it. But, you know, on my show, I like to talk about pivotal moments and milestones. And there are so many pivotal moments and milestones that we all have in common. So I want to talk about a few of your firsts. When was the first time that you lost your virginity? How old? When I first lost mine? Yes. Shit. Uh, if I had that. Go back that far. <laughs> Come on now. You know when you lost your virginity. I, I'm going to say um, junior high school. Oh, well, 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 da- damn, Jamie. <laughs> really? Junior high school. I mean, you're talking about 85, 86. It's, it's a different world. I know, but I was, a, I was about to graduate high school. I, I waited a little bit. Okay, Jamie? I waited. <laughs> Not junior high school. These girls down here was ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What was your first job? Oh wow. My first job back at 14 was uh it was Pizza Hut. Mm. Yeah, and has there ever been a first time that you were fired? Pizza Hut. <laughs> Why were you fired? Cause we were stealing pieces. Like <laughs> typical teenagers. <laughs> you know how it is. You're like, man, I got. I'm I'm trying to steal some pieces, got caught. Um, I mean, I've been fired a few times. Like we always, I mean, we was young. We was just doing dumb shit. <laughs> okay, so when you started making money, I don't I don't mean like millions or things like that. But what was your very first big purchase? Ah uh, man, a house. I bought my first house in 1998, and nice. I, and the thing was. <clears throat> Because I was around retired law enforcement when I worked at um, Drug Enforcement Administration, uh-huh. I met her. You know, I, they, I was talking to these guys so much, and um, and, the, and the old vet said, "Man, because I was talking about an apartment. I want an apartment. I said, I want a townhouse or apartment. I'm I'm like twenty some years old. He like, no, buy a house. I said, man, I don't want no house. He was like, nah, man, trust me. He said, you could." We'll get equity off of and you sell it, you gonna make more money. And I literally bought into it. And then um, because we had a little townhouse for a little while. And um mm-hmm. after that, first we bought a house in 98. It was I was so young and she was so young. The neighbors said, Where are your parents? when we went to move in. Oh wow. And we were like, why? And he was like, I want to meet him. I was like, why? He was like, I just want to meet the neighbor. I said it's us. Yeah. <laughs> right. Cause I think I was, I was 20, 25. Nice. She was 24. Nice. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. What was your first heartbreak? I mean, I would say the real one, probably right Cause we broke up, we broke up, um, probably like 95, mm-hmm. 94, 95. And she went back to her daughter's father and, um, that was a rough time. And then ultimately she came back and then we got married in 96. 
Nice. See, love always finds its way back. I, I want to kind of tap into the entrepreneurial spirit of you before we end this conversation. So you did mention that you are a retired detective, but you also have an entertainment company, J&J Entertainment Company. You're hosting a Love and Marriage DC, I think, launch party this coming Saturday. Is that correct? Uh, well, it's a watch party for the new episode. Yeah. Oh, okay. But but talk about this um, entertainment company because you started this many, many years ago and to see it still flourishing now, that's amazing. Talk about your entertainment company. Yeah, so a lot of people don't know. I started, I was always the, the party guy, always, for as long as I can remember. So when I bought a house, my house was the Super Bowl, Tyson fights, uh, uh, Mayweather fights. Redskin Cowboys games, like all the big stuff, it was Jamie House. And I would always have, you know, I could always get a crowd. If it was intimate for the uh, inside, it'd be like 40 people or so. But if I did it in the backyard, it could be 100. Mm. And um, <clears throat> so back in those days, I was doing events with like a few police officers. And we were doing pool parties, cabarets, stuff like that in the early 2000s. And then... Um, I just noticed that it was like falling off and it wasn't really serious no more. So I kind of went with my separate ways and how my, my partner JD, how we linked up, he was throwing house parties at his house, but we grew up together playing against each other in sports as kids. So I went to a couple of his house parties. I was like, dang, he got a cool little crowd, you know, for his, to be at a house, it'd be like 50, 60 people over there. Good luck. So I went, so oh oh eight. 08, I saw a venue in D.C. that was wide open. And I said, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to call him because I feel like he had a he had a nice crowd. And sure enough, 09, we started off these happy hours on Friday nights. And because and he's a he's a Ph.D. in computer science. I was in law enforcement. We had a real professional network, hmm. with the IT world. And then I had lawyers and law enforcement and government workers, stuff like that. So we just spun it as a uh, as a little happy hour for our high schools, like a reunion. Mm -hmm. And the first one we did is like 300 some people came. So the owner was like, "Let's do it again next week." So we did it again next week, and another 300 came. Then let's do it again. So we ran off like seven of those real early. Then of course, saw stealing. Oh, the numbers were down tonight. Just lying, and, and I said, "We got moved." We got a thing that I could take it to another venue. Right. Fast forward to um, probably like spring of 09, we went to another venue in DC where we could have a DJ now. And it was two levels, it was food. And and that was just the birth of J&J. &J. It was like J&J, &J, Ocean Drive Fridays. And it was a thing. It was like every week packed, trying to get in it. Nice, nice. Yeah. And then from there, we started doing concerts. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> we started with the day party movement down here. Um, started, and because I'm born in May, I, I would always do my birthday in Vegas when Mayweather for. So we started taking my birthdays to Vegas for like seven, eight years. We'd take eight, 900 people to Vegas. It was crazy. Nice, nice. But I hear you're also planning a trip. You're hosting and planning a trip to Ghana and you're inviting people to travel with you. I think that that's amazing. Talk about that. And where can my audience go to purchase tickets and travel with you to Ghana? Yeah. So 
um, being on this platform, we were contacted by a tourism company to do a partnership and get some people from over here over to the motherland. Um, so I, my management, along with their, their team, we had a, a Zoom and went over all the logistics of it. And it seemed like a good fit. So we um, we partnered up with them and it'll be the end of August of this year. It's a nine-day nine trip. Um, they have a whole itinerary starting from when you land to, to we get back on the plane. And um, I do have a link. I can see the link. And um, with that link, it does have the breakdown of the flight, the, op the hotel options, the contact information for the tourism group. And they can basically walk them through the whole process of deposits or if you just want to pay your trip. Yeah, it seemed, you know, pretty affordable. I looked at something and I think the base price was 2000 and something dollars. And you said the trip is for nine days? Yeah. I and I'm going to like, like a Caribbean island for about four days and it's yeah. more than that. And I said, okay, this trip to Ghana is a great, great price. So yes, please share that link with me because I definitely want to share it with um, my audience. Um, sure. I, I think that that's amazing. Now, the final question with Love and Marriage DC about to launch its new season, why should everyone be tuned in watching? Oh, man. Because your favorites, the Tylers, are coming back to your screen course you got you got more of Raina and I just navigating this life of being the OGs on the show um little Jamie has some updates on his what he's up to um it was some scenes filmed with Jason and his his updates but I didn't see him in what we already saw so I was kind of hoping that would see that because he was he was actually in school during most of that whole film. Um, Brittany's, Brittany's back in some scenes, uh, Mama T's back. Um, and I, I just think, I think for me, it showed a lot of, like the people that probably misunderstood me season one, mm -hmm. I felt like it opens up a little more into me. I, I do some more counseling. And I also have a retirement party with a VIP guest that's gonna blow everybody's mind. So I'm excited about about my family and what we, what we share. Nice, nice. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for this conversation. I just need you to do me a favor. Please tell your beautiful wife that I said hello and I am definitely a fan of her and you on the show and keep on with the black love. People like me, we applaud you, we pray for you and I wish you and your wife and your entire family continued success. And you are so appreciated, and we appreciate you. I appreciate you having me on. Gotta get her on next. Yes, yes, yes. I would love to. So, so we'll link up to uh, coordinate that. Yes, yes, absolutely. And if anybody's in the DMV area, Saturday night, we're doing a watch party at Silver Spring, Maryland, at Citizens and Culture. It's going to start at six, but we're going to watch the show at eight, and then have a little after party from nine to ten. And then we're taking the party to the air lounge for a second after party where we can meet and greet the fans, take pictures. And yeah, stuff. I love it. I was talking to my daughter when I saw about the event and I'm trying to link up with one of my friends who lives in the DMV area to come to the party. So I'll definitely let you know if I'll be in the building. Okay, yeah, if you do it, definitely. We definitely, if you want to uh, chop it up a little bit, if you want to get some content, that's fine. Okay, okay, well, I'll be in touch. Thank you so much, Jamie. You take care. Yeah. Thank you. And I'll send you that link as well. Please do. 
Bye bye. All right. There you have it, Jamie Tyler of Love and Marriage DC. Love the conversation. Let me tell you why. Because reality TV is often led, like I said, by the female cast. You know, just chatting it up. Sometimes the petty labels of it all. But the men who are joining the cast, they're like, you know, we're on this show with our wives. We're not going, we're nowhere near being a silent partner. We're in this together. And I'm finding that the male voice on reality television is just increasing and increasing. When we talk about reality shows, remember Love, what was it called? Real Housewives of Atlanta. And um, one of the husbands kept speaking up. I think it was Peter. Peter Thomas kept speaking up. And um, they referred to him as a, 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 a JJ. A few male reality personalities. Once they start speaking up, the women are looking at them like, shut up, be quiet. But the men are saying, no, we have an opinion. We're on here with our wives. You're not going to slander our wives. You're not going to slander our relationships. I have something to say. So I love to say, and you, Jamie was right. He did go through some challenges and obstacles from the audience because of his presence on Love and Marriage DC. When he got into it with his wife, the audience didn't like that. When he got into it with his his own son, you didn't like that either. You know, my daughter always asks me, mom, do you think that you could do reality television? And I would say one second I'm saying yes. And then five seconds later, I'm saying no, because you all don't allow people to be their organic selves. It's called reality television to the point where it is becoming such a visceral reaction for such of the audiences that a lot of this reality television, oftentimes it becomes scripted just so that it becomes a little bit more digestible for you all. So, and then we talked about Carlos King. If you are a fan of the reality TV shows on the Oprah Winfrey Network, you know that Carlos King of Kingdom Reign Entertainment. He is the curator of a lot of these shows. And you can definitely tell that there are some favorites. Love you, Carlos, but it's the truth. You can tell. Matter of fact, Love and Marriage Huntsville, he just launched a tour with Melody Cherie. How do you now employ someone, but now your partners, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And then also just to prepare for this conversation, I was looking to see how was the cast of Love and Marriage DC promoting and marketing? Were they going on interviews? And I saw nothing, nothing at all. Carlos, come on, spread the love, spread the love to the people that you employ, the people that bring your vision to life. Show them some love. So I don't know. But once again, this has been another amazing conversation from Sonia on air. The term that I gave you at the onset of this show, I want you to remember it. Black owned versus black targeted. Black targeted, to me, it's like it is allowed to develop organically. It isn't really given any type of structure or boundaries. The messaging may be a little bit blurred. Like, was this a good message? Did they just call me? It's just too much back and forth. And we need shows. We need shows that are entertaining 
or like I say, anger tainted. We need those, but I also want to see the balance too. So I'm going to implore you, Jamie Tyler and your wife, Irena, don't change. Don't change. We want to see the ups and downs of the marriages because for one, people go into relationships, especially this new generation, you get into one argument and it's, and it's over and they dating the best friend and then writing a song about it on social media. I don't find that people are willing to go through the ups and downs of relationships to really find out what works. I think love is really about, child, who are you willing to suffer the most for? <laughs> I don't know. Not saying that you should be in something trauma filled, but stick with it. Don't give up so easily. And another thing that I want you to stick with is Sonia on air. Make sure that you are tuned in every single week for all new celebrity conversations, unpacking their pivotal moments and milestones. So I'm about to end this conversation, but if you haven't subscribed in this entire episode, which is approaching about an hour, make sure you subscribe now. Make sure you subscribe. And if you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to hit the notification button and make sure that you do all of your shopping using my special Sign You On Air Instacart link. Well, I'm done. Take care, dolls. Smooches. Mwah.